just want to make sure um, we are uh, going to get started. Um, it's just after six o'clock and we have uh, a lot of participants in the audience already over 40. Um, so let me let me just kick this off. First, I, I just want to thank everyone for taking the time to join us tonight. Um, for we know your time is valuable and we really appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. We're here to talk about off-leash dog areas, have a uh, community conversation about that. And to, um, and the reason we, we started off here with pros plan is this is this um, uh, meeting tonight will actually provide some recommendations to the pros plan. And I'll explain a little bit what about what that is. Now, tonight, um, in this virtual world, these meetings take a village. So you'll see you're going to have you hear from a few folks tonight, aside from myself. I am Mary Gardaki, Park Planning and Development Manager. And also joining me this evening is Heather Lance Brazil. She's our management analyst, and she'll be walking us through some polling questions and support there. And then we have David Wolbrecht, Senior Outreach Coordinator, and Sarah Rock, Administrative Assistant. They're going to help monitor the chat and the Q&A section as we get further in the um, meeting. And then we also have Lynn Zlogstra, uh, the Director of Parks and Community Services. So uh, let me just start off with um, a quick slide about tonight's meeting. So as you see, the, the meeting tonight is being recorded and it will be posted on our website. Um, duration is approximately just over an hour, but we do have until 7.30. Um, so the agenda for tonight is first I'm gonna provide a, a back, the pros plan background of what that is. And then a history, a brief history of dog parks in Kirkland. I'm going to also provide a summary of the feedback from this summer's pop-up program. And then we're going to gather your feedback, including options for next steps. So we're going to have some polling, which is anonymous. And then we're also going to have some a chat at the very end. Um, and all this information collected tonight, we're going to relay this feedback to leadership for consideration and inclusion in the pros plan. The PROS plan um, actually stands for Park, Recreation, and Open Space Plan. And this is a document that is that we use as a department. It's our six-year guide for managing and enhancing park and recreation services for the city of Kirkland. In essence, it's a vision of how we want to see our system develop. And what it does is creates a framework for us to respond to new opportunities, such as off-leash dog opportunities. So the pros plan outreach. So this meeting tonight is actually part of the pros plan outreach. So quickly, as background, we've already conducted numerous outreach efforts related to uh, the pros plan. We've done stakeholder interviews, focus groups. We've met with the Human Services Commission, Park Board, Youth Council, several public events. And again, tonight, we're going to talk about off-leash dog parks, our community conversation for tonight. On the right, you'll see the schedule for the pros plan. And this is just to give you an idea of, of where we are with the whole process. Um, we're, we're going to do an athletic, we've already done an athletic field demand focus group. And right now in process is a mail-in statistically valid survey, which you may have received in your mailbox. First, we would you would have received a postcard and then a follow-up this week, you will receive a paper copy. 
Now, this is only going to 5,000 residents, so you may or may not have received this. If you have, please fill it out. We really need your feedback on that. And that, again, is going to inform the PROS plan. We're also going to do a follow-up survey after that that's going to be open to all the residents. And that will be coming in October. And you're going to learn more about that through our social media and other uh, avenues to find out about that. And then the rest of the schedule just outlines the steps that we're going to do, a couple of public forums, another focus group. And then we're going to take it to the, the final document to the park board in March with hopeful adoption by city council in April. So a brief history of dog parks in Kirkland. Uh, uh, hopefully you guys know about um, two of our existing dog parks, Jasper's Dog Park and Edith Moulton Park. Um, Jasper's was uh, actually broke, had a ribbon cutting here in this picture here uh, in 2012. And this park was developed with uh, a lot of community engagement and cooperation with a group called K-Dog. And this resulted in the development of Jasper's Park in 2012. In 2018, we had a master plan for the development of Edith Mullen Park. And in that master plan included a, a dog trail, which you see in this image at the lower right, that weaves in the back of the woods. And it's a really a nice opportunity to make use of that space and to give the, uh, the canines this opportunity to run and play. And this is just an image of that great, great groundbreaking event here as well. And then after 2018, beginning at the, after that groundbreaking at Edith Moulton, we then uh, started a, a really significant community outreach in, in 2018 and was finalized in 2019. And this was done through the CMO's office, their support and their outreach group did a really fantastic job. And they created this report. And in this, in, in this outreach effort, there were over a thousand survey responses with 62% having a dog and 34% not having a dog. So even with those numbers, 75% supported additional off-leash dog opportunities in large parks, such as Heritage, Bonita Beach, and Crestwood. 71% also supported additional off-leash dog opportunities in neighborhood parks. So this was really great. This is some, just the key highlights of this report. Um, but there's really some great information in this report, and you can check out the full report at our website at kirklandlaw.gov forward slash play it forward. So the, you may wonder how these pop-up dog parks came in, into play, and they were actually part of a larger initiative that we did as a department. It was called our Summer Action Plan. Now, the Summer Action Plan was a program to support the anticipated summer crowds and a tool to promote economic and community recovery from COVID-19's impacts. So I just outlined the whole bunch of things that we did over the summer. And again, there was pop-ups, but not only dog parks, but we also had pop-up sprinkler parks. We did more out, outdoor health and wellness programs. We did free yoga in the park. We had a couple of tournaments, cornhole and volleyball. And we also did some community building events. We had the Kirkland's Treasured History on September 10th. And hopefully some of you joined us at C-Spot Splash on September 11th. That was um, at Peter Kirk Pool. And that's where the, the pooches had an opportunity to, to swim around in the pool one last time before we closed the pool for the season. 
And this, and, and then coming up on October 16th is the Harvest Festival. And we would really encourage you all to join this fun family event that we're having on October 16th. And you can check that out on our webpage as well. So the feedback from the pop-up dog parks was overwhelmingly positive. Um, we received 133 pieces of feed, feedback that included email, voicemail, our Kirkland, um, which is a service uh, application we have on our website. And a breakdown of the pop-ups um, for the pop-up parks, 75 comments came for Juanita Beach Park. They were all positive. 25 for Heritage, which were 23 positive and two negative. Uh, 20 for Snyder, there were 18 positive and two negative. And then we had 13 general questions or unnamed locations, all positive. So this feedback um, really helped in, it, it, it initiated the, that Juanita Beach Park location would be extended through September, which it is. So this is just a little word, word cloud that we tried to capture some of the comments, but I think it's more powerful to share actually some quotes from the amount of feedback that we got. And this is really exciting and really fun. They love the new off-leash dog area in Juanita. Great idea for our community. Positively thrilled. An addition that is much needed. Wonderful sense of community. Truly get to know your neighbors and their dogs in a safe setting. Pop-up dog park is such a hit. Definitely increased the quality of life for my dogs and I. Absolutely fantastic. Incredibly excited. Please make it permanent. And tons of thank you, thank you, thank yous. So such great, great feedback that we got from that. And not only words, but we got 26 photos. And what, what a great collection of photos we have. And this is just a little sampling of what you guys provided us um, to share the, the impacts that we're having on your families. I think dogs are considered part of your family, so we're, we're here to try and help you with that. So what we're going to do now is um, I'm going to stop talking and we're going to now do some polling questions and there'll be about there's 10 questions that we're going to have you answer and you'll you'll answer in the polling. Uh, the, the poll questions will appear on the screen. All these polls are anonymous um, and, and that is unless you enter a chat or raise your hand to speak. Um, <clears throat> Please use the Q&A feature to ask questions if necessary. And if you did join by phone, you can email your poll responses and questions to playitforward at kirklandwatt.gov. So with that, I'd like to turn it over to Heather Lance Brazil, and she's going to um, go through the polling questions with you. Heather? Right. Thank you, Mary. And thank you for everyone who joined us tonight to participate and provide your feedback. Looks like we have over 60 attendees. So we'll make sure we look at these poll results and get your answers up on the screen. And remember they're anonymous, so participate as, as you'd like. So we're gonna dive right into our first question. And our first question is, where do you live? We have, um, Neighborhoods separated by area. So you can see the example there of the names of your neighborhoods. We have North Kirkland, Central Kirkland, South Kirkland, and I live outside of Kirkland. So we'll give it a couple more seconds for everyone to jump in there.
All right, we have about 90% answered. So I will share those results with you. Looks like we have a good um, spread of participation across the city. So that's good to see. All right, we'll move on to our next question. Do you currently own a dog? You can reply with yes, no, never owned a dog, or no, I'm a former or future dog owner. All right. All are very quick. We have over 90% again answered. So I will share the results. And it looks like majority of you, you're participating and advocating on behalf of your family and your dog. So that's great to see as well. We'll move on to our next question. Thinking of where you live, do you have access to private yard space for your dog? And the answers are yes or no. And also what we mean by private yard space would be also like communal spaces and apartment complexes. If you uh, live in an area that has a dedicated dog run for the residents, those kind of things. Looks like we have everybody, um, almost everybody's answered. A few more seconds. All right, I will share. And it looks like we're about split down the middle, those here tonight on having private yard space. All right, our next question. This will be a multiple choice. You can select several answers if they're applicable. Where do you currently take your dog or dogs to walk, socialize, or exercise? Edith Moulton Dog Park or Jasper's Dog Park? Pop-up Dog Park in Kirkland? A private yard space? Other designated off-leash dog areas, for example, like Marymore? On-leash at public spaces, which could be sidewalks in your neighborhood, neighborhood or nearby trails? Off-leash at public spaces, such as beaches or our parks? And then you could also choose not applicable if you don't take them to these areas. I'll give a few more seconds for folks to answer. All right, and I will share that with everyone. Okay, we will move on to our next question. Question number five, do you feel there is a need for more off-leash dog parks in Kirkland? We have yes or no as a choice. All right. Looks like we have majority leaning towards yes for some more dog parks in Kirkland. And I just wanted to pause at uh, this moment. Are, do we have any questions related to the polls at this time for my folks monitoring the chat and questions? They're, they're not related to the polls, um, but we will address them in our open Q&A. Great. Okay, <laughs> then I will um, go on to the next question. All right, our next question. We'd like you to select your top three answers or what three features are most important to you for a successful off-leash dog area? 
an area that includes amenities like benches, water, and shade, located within walking distance from home, manages dog waste in a sustainable manner and minimizes environmental impact. Non-permanent location that's seasonal or a location available for other uses, a permanent location, or provide separate areas for large and small dogs. Remember, we're looking for your top three answers. I still see answers coming in, so I'll give a few more seconds. All right, we'll go ahead and share those results. Okay, and then our next question in the pool. What time of day would you typically visit a dog park? You can also select multiple answers on this question. Our choices are mornings, midday, afternoons, evenings, and not applicable. Looks like more answers are coming in, so I will share those results. All right. Question, the next question we have is, which of the following parks did you use or visit with your dog or dogs this summer? And again, on this question, you can select multiple answers. We have Edith Moulton Dog Park, Jasper's Dog Park, Pop-up at Heritage Park, pop-up at Winita Beach Park, pop-up at Snyder's Corner, other location, and if you have another location, please share with us in the chat at this time. And then also we have not applicable as a choice. And Heather, it does look like we're getting some, some feedback. A lot of folks have visited Mary Moore, sounds like it's has other locations. Uh, Magnuson, across the water there. I'm not sure where Willis Tucker Sniff Spot is, but they sound exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, it sounds like Luther Burbank is also getting some, some good high praise and Robinswood as well. So yeah, thank you. Feel free to keep adding those in there, everybody. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Even as we move on to the next question, go ahead and throw your answers if something comes up and you can also email us those that have phoned in. Okay, we have a couple more questions left. Question number nine is, would you like to see the pop-up dog park program continue? And the choices are yes, keep the same parks. Yes, keep the same parks and add more. Yes, go to different parks. Go ahead and drop us um, a chat message if you have suggestions for different parks. And then no. Would you like to see the pop-up dog park program continue? All right, I don't see any more answers coming in. I'll share those results and we still have some um, answers in chat coming through. Yeah, I think some of the things in chat we're looking at, um, apparently Bothell had a pop-up uh, dog park this summer as well at Bothell Landing. Um, more answers about Robinswood. Uh, a multi-use community park like Medina Park. 
sounds like Everest is also one that was um, hoping for reuse. And Lakeview Terrace Park, I think. Watershed Park as well. All right, we will move on now to our last question. Would you like to see additional permanent dog parks in Kirkland? Yes. Tell us where in the chat, please, if you answered yes, and then no is your other option. Do you want to share some of those chat answers coming through? You're coming in fast and furious. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a... Uh, uh, Everest, Juanita Beach, uh, Taylor Field, um, Snyder's. A lot's for Juanita Beach. I'm just seeing so many for Juanita Beach. There's a few for Heritage Park, uh, 132nd Square Park. Fields, Crestwoods, yeah. All right, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of popularity, I think, across different parts. All right, and that concludes our polling questions at this time. You want to take it back, Mary? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that is some great information, and and it's going to help us. And again, this is all this information will be uh, shared. Um, and as, as I mentioned, because this is being recorded, we're, we're able to capture all that information in the chat um, and, uh, and as well as obviously the recording itself. So um, I want to go in now, just start kind of open it up for the actual more of the conversation component of our night and just want to know if you have any other comments or questions. And you can ask these questions in the Q&A or if you would like to speak, please raise your hand. Um, and if you join by phone, dial star nine to raise your hand if you would like to speak. So Mary, we did have one question that was an early Q&A in, um, in our Q&A. And I'll go ahead and read it. It's, is there any possibility that you will reestablish pop-up at Snyder's Corner um, prior to March? Our pups have missed their friends. Uh, well, this is what, what we're, um, we're doing tonight is to try to figure that out. Um, we do, uh, I'm going to share the good news. Uh, we do, we are going to keep Juanita Beach Park dog area open through the pros plan. So what we're trying to do is gather this information, um, like considerations for Schneider's or uh, Heritage, um, again, to, to, to further evaluate that so we can put those in, that information in our pros plan. But for now, um, this is more of a, a gathering of information to, to see what direction we should take. Right, Mary, we have um, two participants that have raised their hand. So I will go ahead and um, allow um, them to speak. We'll start with Stephanie. Alzalar, sorry if I mispronounced your name. But. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. we can hear you, Stephanie. Hi, um, thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to gather and make comments on uh, pop-up dog parks this summer. I just wanted to make a, a brief comment on this. So I've lived in Kirkland most of my life and uh, recently my fiance and I bought a house 
and our house, um, it, it doesn't have a yard. I mean, homes right now that are like 800,000 plus in Kirkland and Bothell area, they don't have a yard. So to, to, and I know, so to afford something that has a yard or has a, a ample area for dogs to just release energy and be stimulated, you're talking like 1 million, 1.5 million or more in Kirkland or even downtown Bothell area. So I, I, I'm really happy that um, a vast majority of us who can't afford that or have been priced out of that uh, of that homing or of that, of that housing uh, are, are included in this because uh, I really appreciated the dog park in Heritage and in Juanita this summer. I actually met a lot of people there. Um, our HOA actually had a meeting there at the Juanita Park with our dogs. Um, and then we're planning another one this um, Saturday at another um, Kirkland Dog Park. And I'm just so thankful because this summer was especially hot. And the fact that the pop-up dog parks in Heritage and in Juanita were close to the water with shaded areas uh, was so incredibly helpful to keep the dogs from experiencing too much heat and also the parents from um, getting too hot. And it was just such a wonderful community building opportunity to be there uh, with people that share my same interests, a uh, love of dogs. And I'm just so thankful for that. So I just wanted to emphasize how important the fact that the locations are close to the water with shaded areas are, and of course, close to you know the uh, local businesses that we support, even those of us who have been priced out of Kirkland, but live close to downtown Bothell and still go to Kirkland. Uh, the fact that it's close to you know Daru Market or uh, the pet pantry in downtown Kirkland, which we go to like at least twice a week and you know the local Starbucks and, and Nick's Grill and, um, all these businesses that we still support, um, th that I support, I go at least twice a week to Kirkland. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. So thank you for um, having this meeting and, and make making um, the local park areas more inclusive to us dog lovers and, and those who us who still feel members of the Kirkland community. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much for that. Well, next, Mary, we have Brian Fisher. So I will click the button to allow to talk. See if Brian's there. Uh, yep, thank you. Um, uh, unlike the last speaker, uh, we are new to the Kirkland area. So uh, really appreciated the pop-up dog parks this summer. We were able to take advantage of them at both Heritage, Heritage Park and at Snyder's Corner. Um, they were kind of a great opportunity to let our dog uh, run and, and play. Um, um, uh, I think I, my real kind of question or comment was just something that we had seen in the community we moved from, uh, from California was a time of youth sharing program for some of the parks that uh, we were able to take advantage of down there where the parks were available to dog owners maybe before 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I know, you know, a lot of us dog owners uh, have to take our dogs out earlier in the morning and then, and then the fields would be, uh, you know, reserved for use for kids' sports activities or other activities at other times of day. And I was just wondering if there was 
an opportunity to consider that as we move forward in the with the planning for Kirkland. Thank you, Brian. Um, yeah, actually, that is a, a concept that we have looked at. Um, what we uh, call them actually designated off-leash areas, and those that time um, is is a consideration. And then you you make that available to dog owners. Some of the feedback we got initially on that though is um, that it would be difficult for us to um, to monitor. Um, to make sure that the dogs are actually off the, off the area uh, at the right time. And then also um, just the nature of not having things fenced um, made people pretty nervous that, you know, they, they were, they, they wanted, at least they would know that the area was open for dogs, but still to have an area that didn't have a fence did bring some concern. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, there are certainly concerns uh, with it. I think uh, uh, it's just a program we found that worked well in 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 Mountain View in California. But um, mm -hmm. but definitely, I think uh, you know I understand kind of the concerns. Uh, you know, I think there were certainly concerns around the use there. I, I do think the the element of the you know, the good signage helped with the yeah. the the clarity around what what was supposed to be happening when. But uh, right. but certainly there were still concerns, and you know, dogs also can be hard on grassy areas in a way that that certainly can have an impact um, for right. other uses. Um, so uh, just. We have looked, we will continue to look at that. It is part of actually some of the staff recommendations that we came up with in the fall prior to COVID um, that sort of stalled because of it. And, and that was actually something we were exploring and we will continue to explore. Okay, we have a written question. Can we get, a, it's a, so does the pros plan replace the master plans we have for our parks? No, it does not. So the pros plan is a larger guiding document throughout the entire system. And then from that, we get direction specifically for various parks. And, and it, if that park needs development or a redesign, then it begins this master planning process. So we do have some existing uh, master plans in, in place for some of our parks, but not all of them. All right, we have another hand raised. Um, we have Tina next in line. So I will open it up for Tina to speak. Hi, Tina. Uh-oh. I think she's still muted. Am I here now? There yes. you are. Hi, Tina. Okay. Thank you. This Zoom has a different uh, format, I guess. Anyway, thank you. So I actually live in Bothell, but I spend a lot of time in Kirkland. 
And I was really excited to find out about the Juanita Park. I never made it down to um, the Heritage Park. And uh, I've used the Bothell Park pop-up park for the last two years. They've had it more than this year. I can't remember if it was last year in COVID or the year before. Um, but it's really nice too, except it does not have any shade. And um, shade, and they had a, a whole bunch of input that they requested too. So if you wanted to collaborate with them at all, um, I'm sure they have the info because they got like two or 300 survey replies. And um, also for the gentleman who inquired about where Willis Tucker is, Willis Tucker is a park in uh, sort of East Mill Creek between Mill Creek and Highway 9, just FYI. And it's got two sep totally separate areas and it's really wooded. And that's one comment I would like to make too. But my main comment is um, I would hope or I hope that there's handicap access to some of these parks because right now I have a dog who doesn't need that, but I need that because right. I have mobility issues. And I was so excited to find out um, about Edith Moulton and actually went on the opening day and I couldn't get up to the dog park. It's so okay. disappointed. So, and I see there's a road by it. And so I'm wondering if any of these or Edith Moulton is the one I know about. If you've considered having handicap access uh, like in that park, but also in general, the I mean, Juanita is really easy to park near it and it's flat. So that works for me. Bothell is uh, pretty much that way. I mean, it's flat looking to normal people. It has a couple of inclines that don't work terribly well for me. And you have to cross the um, bike lane thing. So you have to watch out. I mean, whether you're able-bodied or not to watch out for the bicyclists and stuff. Um, so at least for me, and it was in one of your polls, handicap access and also close parking, not only for the people, but some people bring older dogs who are, um, maybe they're gonna take a big older dog into the little dog park because they can't, run around with the big dogs, but they can still enjoy sniffing around um, in the little dog park, cart. So that's one thing. And shade, I think, is enormous. And um, for the dogs and the people, although if you put tables for the people, then the dogs, some of them, can go under the tables. And then just a combination of the gal who said how nice it was that Juanita was by the beach, which I agree, and by the farmer's market, and it's just a whole pleasant area that also is very supportive of all the businesses there and the farmer's market and all of that. But I guess my other comment I would add to that is um, some areas that are wooded, not only because they're shady, but they're different terrain and certain breeds of dogs love to sniff more than they love to chase tennis balls and vice versa, or a certain combos of breeds of dogs 
So yeah. I have one of those, like we go to the beach dog park in Edmonds and he's like, oh yeah, like sort of okay, but it's gravelly and there's no bushes to dive under and um, he's not a big water dog. So, right. so that's one, I mean, I don't think that's a critical consideration, but if it's in the mix, it's a nice consideration. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. Yeah, no, really appreciate that. There's a lot of great points you raised there. So we'll be sure to note those and 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 see if we can incorporate them. And um, could I add one other thing? Oh, uh, sure. Really quick. Then we got a lot of raised hands behind yeah. you. So I just want to make sure I, that we got time. When you if these are pop up dog parks, then the fencing is always great. And I applaud every single one I've seen oh, <laughs> for yeah. effective and really good fencing. Um, when I was first at Edith Moulton, because I figured out how you get it, actually someone at the Baffle Dog Park told me how you get in at the top from the apartment complex, which I don't know if that's kosher or not, but there is a gate there. Anyway, um, I have a, they call him the dachshund thing, but it is a standard dachshund. And I couldn't tell whether he could get under some of those fences or not. Okay. So, Anyway, yeah, no, yeah, great point. Okay, yeah, no, we appreciate that. We'll we'll be sure to check that out both specifically and then make sure the fencing is secure, kind of moving forward. Um, but just to get the just get some other voices in the mix, um, looks like we have a question from uh, the Q and A. If a pop up is made permanent, what improvements could be expected? Uh, great question. Um, you would see. Uh, it would look very similar to what you see at Edith Moulton, but it wouldn't be a trail, but it would have the fencing and benches and um, areas for both large and small dogs. Um, ability to park and make it ADA accessible um, and have water available. So all, all those types of things that really make a, a good uh, dog park for people to use. Great, thanks, Mary. It looks like uh, next up with hand raise, we'll go back. Uh, looks like Allison Ostergaard is up next. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. I just wanted to make this, um, it's just a something to consider. Um, mm -hmm. And I sent it on the text as well, but I'll read it out, which is that some people think that people who live in South Kirkland are close enough that they could just use Mary Moore. Um, However, Mary Moore is quite dangerous um, and many people cannot take their dogs there. Uh, there's no fencing, so dogs get lost, they get injured. Um, and many people I've talked to just simply, and that's why a lot of people who went to Snyder's Corner were really relieved um, because the alternatives to that are 15 to 20 minutes away. Um, Juanita Beach is pretty far from South Kirkland if you're, you know, if you're in the Snyder's Corner um, yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, uh, Mary Moore is actually not a great alternative, even though it is, um, you know, quicker to get there. Uh, so thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Allison. Thank you. That's a really good point. Um, something for us to consider for sure. Um, we'll hop back to the, to the written Q and a, unless there was any kind of further elaboration from our team. No, that's, this is all great, great feedback. All right. Um, so it sounds uh, it sounds like there was someone. Uh, apparently, the Bothell Park has a sand covering because um, there's 
there's been some mud situation at um, at least some of the parks. Is this something that we're considering to do, or is wood chips a possibility? Um, kind of what substrate are we looking at? We'll be looking at if, if we if we, if it's not going to be the the turf that we would then renovate after uh, the lo moving it, it would be probably wood chips. Okay. Got it. All right. Great. Thank you. Um, we'll head back to the raised hands. Uh, Mike Davidson, um, you are up. And go ahead and unmute yourself, Mike. Oh, there you go. Mike, are you with us? You appear unmuted. Um, maybe. All right, Mike, uh, we'll, we'll come back to you, Mike. Um, I, I think we'll go next to Kimberly Dare. And Kimberly. Hello, uh, is it me? Oh, yep, you are listed as Kimberly. Is this Kimberly? Uh, no, I'm not Kimberly, but I know okay. who Kimberly is. Okay. Oh, good, okay. Well. Yeah, so she's a friend that uh, we uh, met at Snyder's Corner. I really love this uh, pop-up parks because uh, it really built communities. And and we even started this, uh, at first we started 7.30 crew, so we would, <laughs> go to someone's house at 7.30 after the Snyder's Corner Park was taken down and then we moved to 6.30 crew and now it's 6.15 crew. Anyway, it was a wonderful community and I love it. And I just can't stress how wonderful the social benefits are for me and for my kids. And um, so I've been to three uh, parks. Uh, I live in downtown, uh, I live in Kirkland. So I've been to the Juanita Beach Park, Heritage Park and Snyder's Corner. And I really love the Heritage Park. And I think the reason is that because it's really green and um, a lot of grass. And I think that's really wonderful. And so, and I, I'm, I live very close to Edith Moulton Park. It's pretty much kind of like my backyard, but I don't like it as much. And I've been to Jasper Park and I really didn't like it because it's too dusty and um, like the tree barks kind of decomposed and just turned into a lot of dust and dirt. And it, it makes it almost impossible to spot your dog's um, poop, <laughs> even if you look at it. But when you walk over it, as long as you lose sight of it for one second, it's impossible to find it. And so I can imagine like so many <laughs> um, dogs' wastes are buried in those things. And so it just makes me think <laughs> gross and plus the sure. tree bars gets into my socks my shoes so oh. easily and so it's really it's really difficult and I think it's very germy and I think uh, so much dust and dirt is also bad for some dogs mm -hmm. respiratory system and their eyes it, it irritates their eyes and also us human oh. too so I sure. think it would be great I think pop-up is a great idea but if we could maybe build more pop-ups and then maybe collaborate with other near neighboring cities and then we can rotate because I think it's really important to preserve the grass, but I know it's impossible if you make it permanent on some really beautiful grass, there's no way we could keep it up. So I think it might be a great idea to consider to rotate among some parks and so that we can keep those pop-ups, but we still keep the grass as well. And, and just one final quick thing, uh, if we want to add any improvement to the, um, pop-up parks, if we could add double door, that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So that's, yeah, yeah that's thank, you. thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, and that, that double door thing especially, I, I, I've seen a few comments about that. So yeah, definitely we, we hear that loud and clear. Um, well, I think we'll, we'll uh, go also raised hands. Uh, next up, Barbara Hughes. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. Um, I'm a um, Bridal Trails resident, but I live just into Bellevue. Um, but Bridal Trails obviously comprises Copeland, Redmond and Bellevue residents in the area. Sure. Um, so um, we didn't know the dog park was there. And one day my daughter was at the coffee shop opposite and someone asked, haven't you taken the dog to the dog park? Um, so we went and investigated probably about halfway through it being at Snyder's Corner dog park um, and we absolutely loved it if our dog could smile and I think he was <laughs> he's, he literally <laughs> a, a two-year-old Labrador still a puppy is smiling we met so many people there it was just amazing and people we'd never have met because our children are different ages or you know don't have children and um, different stages of life and it was just a wonderful experience um, being able to drive there in the heat was great, also for those who may be less able to walk. Um, we used to have a very old dog and he wouldn't have been able to walk, you know, we'd have had to um, drive him up there. It's slightly different with the pup, but in 107 degrees, it was way too hot for that. Um, I think the community aspect is just so important. Um, we had teenagers coming along um, oh. just to play with the dogs. Um, they would go off and get themselves a Starbucks or boba tea or whatever and come over and play with the dogs in a very safe environment, which was great to see. Um, people with no yards, people who, who said um, to me that they were literally sitting in their apartment all day, nowhere to exercise their dogs and hadn't spoken to anyone. And they came out in the evening and chatted with the other residents who were there. So I think the... Um, value of you know obviously for the dogs of course but for the community um in bridal trails of that snyder's corner park being there has just been so great and um i just like to put in one request <laughs> that you might consider bringing it back slightly before april because otherwise we're going to have to be meeting in my yard every week <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> become the, the mud bath of bridal trails by the end of the <laughs> Thank you. All right, yeah, thank you, Barbara. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate it. All right, uh, next we'll go to Sally. Sally Otten. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. See, um, I was just wondering, you know, part of the issue we have right now in terms of dogs in parks is just um, enforcement of existing laws of, and restrictions that we have. Um, and that's kind of an on again, off again thing we've had because we've had someone part-time, then we met someone full-time and then they're gone. What is the city doing if we look at something like this to addressing that on a more robust basis? Yeah, Mary, is that something you want to take? Yeah, or? I would, I'm going to reach out and phone a friend. I'm going to have uh, Lynn help me out with this one. Okay, if I, uh, Sally, if I understand correctly, you're, you're asking about off-leash enforcement. Did I hear that right? Yeah, we, the city, you know, one of the things we've had a real problem with, particularly in Heritage Park, is that. And I guess as, as a comprehensive look at what we're doing in terms of parks and dogs, is yeah. that something, I mean, because that 
it's always been a weak element in, in addition to signage. Is that something that is going to be addressed as part of this? Yes, absolutely. That's something that's really uh, part of the conversations when we have a more holistic and comprehensive approach um, to working with dogs, uh, canines, with their companions of humans. Um, we have to consider the enforcement if we're going to have plenty of opportunities to have off-leash. Uh, so, you know, I understand that folks, uh, there are a lot of folks in parks who don't want a dog running up to them. And there are many folks who are afraid of dogs. So uh, that has to be addressed along with the spaces for them to be in. Yeah, I just didn't want us to lose that as part of the conversation. Yes, thank you. Great, thanks, Sally. Um, I just want to call out a few of the comments that I've been seeing in the chat. Um, so, in addition to some of the amenities that we that we heard about before, kind of the double doors being a, a strong theme, also issues around water, water access, and so both having clean drinking water receptacles for the dogs. Um, someone mentioned, you know, kind of a Giardia um, issue that, that that went through um, a year, a couple years ago, or something, if I recall, um, from the comment, but. Um, so having some sort of clean drinking water option and then perhaps also a hose to clean off dogs if they get really muddy and so some sort of water access like that. Um, another kind of amenity that was referenced in the chat is also chairs, um, just because some of our community members might not be able to stand for the duration that they might want to spend at the park. So thank you all for, for those comments and keep them coming. Um, I think we'll next go to, uh, let's go back to the Q&A. Um, Let's see here. Um, okay, most of these look like great comments. Okay, noted and we'll include them in the record, um, but let's go back to the raise hands. Uh, Glenn Peterson, you're up next. Thank, thanks for doing this. Can you're you welcome, Glenn. Yeah, and good evening. Oh, hi. Um, I have uh, used a couple of the permanent parks and a couple of the off leash, even though my dog isn't isn't that into them, but uh, I really like the pop up ones. Um, Want to speak in favor of the Heritage Park one in particular because, frankly, I know there's a small but vocal group of opponents to that, to a lot of things happening in that park, and I've used it a few times. I drove by it frequently, and believe me, there was plenty of space for everyone else to do whatever they wanted there, even when the park was there. I would love to see that one there for two or three months in the summer. Um, if there's any concern with, you know, grass wearing away with where I think actually just moving the entrance to it would do, uh, you know, would do well, you know, well enough to take care of any wear and tear the wear seems to be around the entrance or so moving it over uh you know uh, a, a little bit once during a two or three months period would take care of that but that is so much nicer because my dog does not get dirty there like it does other places and uh i would say i'm not sure they have to be quite as big as they are you know i'm sure there's times maybe there's a lot of folks using it but uh most of the time you could get away with being a, a hair smaller if that's a concern anywhere. I know some people are complaining about heritage for that reason, even though, as I say, I think there was still a, you know plenty of room for everybody else to do play volleyball or whatever else 
they were doing there. But uh, and I was disappointed we didn't get the full month out of Heritage Park that we were supposed to. So uh, I hope that uh, that one could, in particular, could continue. And, and uh, I know something like Juanita continued throughout, even after the other things were uh, over. The, um, uh, yeah, the, even after it's one month period was over. So I'd really like to see more of these continue for more, you know, for more than a month. That's yeah. it. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Glenn. Thank you very much for, for those comments. Um, yeah, and, uh, and I did see some other comments in the chat about um, some concerns about um, the siting of dog parks, and they specifically reference heritage. Um, so just to kind of build off of that, Glenn, of, you know, a suggestion of maybe siting uh, parks or dog parks uh, at parks that are not immediately adjacent to, to homes. And so that that's another you know factor that, that we'll include in all of our feedback that we're collecting. Um, I want to go back to the chat for a couple questions um, that, that occurred pretty early in our meeting. So I just want to make sure that we get those. Um, Tom asked, um, so with 133 data points that are you know, probably mostly from dog owners, um, that seems like the uh, pretty small and unrepresentative sample. Um, and so Mary, could you maybe speak about how the feedback we're collecting tonight and the feedback that we collected throughout the summer, how that is kind of part of a larger, a larger yeah, picture? Sure. So uh, the so the the comments that I talked about the 133 pieces of feedback that was unsolicited. We didn't we weren't going out asking for survey information. This was just free form comments that we were getting from the public. We weren't expecting it. We were in fact surprised by how much feedback we got. If we're looking at the survey component, that that goes back to the 2018-2019, where we tried to get a, a diverse set of samples of folks um, to, to provide input on that. So that is really where we're combining the information from the report. And then we did this pop-up campaign to really test these sites to see, to, to go against the validity that was in that report. And so we saw the summer action program, um, summer action plan and these pop-ups as an opportunity to test that report. And so um, we're gonna go back and we're gonna take this information and we'll hopefully reevaluate everything that we're getting tonight and then make some recommendations uh, to the consultant or have the consultant take this information and help us make recommendations for the probes plan. Great, thank you. Um, another question from the chat, does the fencing need to be so orange? Um, can it be gray instead? I think there might be objections to that, color <laughs> aesthetically speaking. Um, I, I, I would like to defer that to John Lloyd. Yes, we can change that to a different color in the future. Orange fencing is just the most readily available. So when we set up the, the pop-ups this summer, we got was quickly uh, able to be acquired. Great question, thank you. Um, all right, let's go back to our raised hands. I think next on the list we have An Andrew Vestal. Sorry, I hope I'm saying that right, Andrew? Uh, that's right, yeah. Um, I don't have too much to say. I just wanted to call in and say that uh, we, uh, my family and our dog had a wonderful time at the pop-up parks uh, this summer. Um, as some other people have said, Heritage Park was was our favorite location of all of those, and I'd love to see the, a permanent park there if possible. 
Um, but I'm, I'm really happy to see you uh, soliciting feedback from the community, and, and I'm hoping that we can get some some places for our dogs to enjoy uh, as a permanent part of the Kirkland landscape. So thank you so much. Great, thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate you joining tonight and giving us those comments. Um, we'll next go raise hand to Mike Davidson. Mike, over to you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I probably am in, sounds like in the minority here, but we uh, live uh, adjacent to the Snyder's Corner uh, pop-up, uh, the uh, Bridal View neighborhood, uh, about 100, 200 feet from that uh, pop-up. Um, over the 30 days it was there, um, people weren't Usually, I don't know if there was hours on there of, uh, of when it could be used, but there was people there. I saw it as early as 5.30 in the morning with barking dogs and actually people yelling at night at their dogs. Well, you're, that park's 200 feet from our neighborhood, and it actually affected our quality of life, causing our dogs to bark and other neighbors' dogs to bark. Most of the people in our neighborhood do not think that's a very good idea. That park is too close to residential on two sides for sure. Um, I know somebody spoke earlier about uh, Marymore. Uh, we've never had any problems with Marymore. Marymore is a wonderful dog park, which is very close. And then there's also 32 miles of walking trails in uh, uh, Bridal Trails Park. Um, there's enough places in our area there to walk your dog and um uh we don't feel that the uh, snyder's corner um pop-up was in the right location to um you know uh it just didn't um work well with our neighborhood it really became problematic especially because the weather was so nice and i mean it, it just it's loud i mean we are really close to that so um I know that probably isn't popular, but I mean, if you had a dog park next to your house, you probably wouldn't like it that much. So um, uh, uh, I guess that's all I have to say. Thank you. Well, Mike, yeah, no, thank you for, for sharing that perspective, understanding kind of the impacts as well as the benefits that they've been to the community is definitely a part of this process. So thank you for sharing that. Um, we, we hear you. Um, all right, we'll uh, next go to raised hand um, let's see. Oh, seeing some familiar names. Uh, Danielle Granfer. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that it right. Daniel, Danielle, sorry. Yeah, Danielle. Hi, thank you. Hi. Um, yeah, really appreciate, um, the opportunity for us to provide feedback. I found out sort of late, um, in the summer, but I used the Juanita one. Um, and I think I just wanted to say what was like most, um, helpful for, for, for me and for like all my friends was actually having the small dog park. Um, I know that a lot of times folks with the big dogs think that, you know, they'll often come up to me and be like, my dog is fine. And I'm like, yeah, the issue is my small dog. Um, if any of you have small dogs, they can sometimes be feisty and um, scared of bigger dogs. So I think having just having that space, um, it's just been so difficult to find that. And that's why I haven't been able to sometimes take him to other other parks um, just because uh, not necessarily that the big dogs are not well behaved, but it's just um, just uh, some feisty little small dogs <laughs> in our circle. So we really appreciated it. We'd love to see something like that um, permanent. I've 
I have tried, I think, taking him. I, Jasper has that smaller area, but just the terrain and just it's just so wet and muddy and and dirty that it just didn't really work for us. So, um, you know, we're willing to drive and go to different places, um, but just having having that the two spaces was really helpful. So, thank you. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle. Um, yeah, we hear you on the kind of different dogs, different needs. Um, kind of theme, so thank you. Um, next, uh, we'll, oh, there is a question um, in the chat. I noticed uh, if, uh, Mary, could you clarify the timing for the pros planning as it relates to Juanita Beach pop-up remaining open? Sure, so um, right now our schedule anticipates that the pros plan will hopefully be adopted in April uh, by city council. And um, in that document will be uh, some recommendations regarding off-leash dog areas. So from that information, then we can make a further decision about Juanita Beach Park. Great, thank you, Mary. Um, and that question actually came from Mary Rumpf. So Mary, I hope that answered your question. Um, all right, next uh, we'll go to Kimberly there, raise hand. Hi there. We can hear all of you. Yes. That's excellent. Um, what I wanted to say is that coming out of COVID, um, it was tough on all of us. There's plenty of news about the impact that it had on our kids in terms of socialization. And I was so focused on the kids that I didn't, I hadn't realized just how much I missed out on, especially with community. We at Snyder's Corner, we had teens, we had young kids, we had adults, and all of us were hanging out together under the premise of taking our dogs to the park. And in much in the way that reading with Rover presents opportunities for kids to read to dogs in a way that doesn't feel as overwhelming as reading to a person, we were able to meet and build community under the premise of providing a place for our dogs to play. Um, which was super special. Within a couple of weeks, our dogs knew it was time to go to the park when my husband got off work. Um, they were at the door and ready to go. And um, now they are sad because they go to the door and we are not headed out to the park. Snyder's Corner was close enough for us to be able to see one another. Juanita Beach, um, I'm not sure if my husband could handle the screams of Pedro in the car and uh, to go that far. Mary Moore is even relatively far for us. We're in that weird little right in the middle stuff. But um, I can vouch for Gus's smile when his buddies show up and our smiles are even larger when we would get to the park and see one another. We kind of miss each other. I think that it was an outstanding opportunity for us to build community multi-generationally all under the premise of just hanging out with our dogs. Mm -hmm. So I hope that we'll bring it back. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, Kimberly. Well said. And um, it does look like that same sentiment um, was just uh, shared by Jonathan in the in the Q and A, so um, kind of that community building aspect that was perhaps an unintended benefit. So, thank you for that. Um, we'll uh, go to Camille Smith next on raise hand. On you. Oh, yep, there you are. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. 
Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I, I, sorry, just to um, glom on. To my, my hand was raised for a while. I was going to put it down, but I, I just want to echo um, how grateful my husband and I are that um, you are taking these, um, you know, these, the, our input and that you're trying, that you're experimenting because Seattle is the, the place to go if you want to A-B test things. And uh, so I'm thrilled that uh, the original survey that was done in 2018, the sentiment among fellow dog owners was nothing is ever going to happen. And so thank you for proving them wrong. And um, we had a great uh, we went to a couple of the parks. Uh, when one would close, we would go to the other one, but uh, we're closest to Heritage. Um, and uh, that was great. I, I second the um, um, comment that it maybe didn't need to be quite so big because um, maybe that, I, I don't know if that was one of the objections uh, from neighbors. I, we, we're within walking distance, um, but we also had a great sense of community. Everybody that we saw at Heritage had walked to Heritage. So they were our neighbors, many of them we didn't know. Uh, and so that community building um, through responsible dog ownership uh, is, is something that we really value here. And I, thank you so much for, uh, for experimenting with this. We'll, we'll look forward to uh, whatever the next steps are. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Camille. I really appreciate that feedback. And um, yeah, we're, we're excited for whatever the next steps are too. We'll, we'll see. Um, all right. We'll next go to Wendy. Sor, sorry. Sorry. I'm mispronouncing that. Okay. Am I on? Yes. Hi, Wendy. I just moved to Kirkland a year ago and have used all three of the pop-up dog parks which were wonderful because my dog can run half a football field to chase a ball very happily. And I'm just wondering if part of the plan as you're doing the whole plan is to improve the maintenance at Jasper's and Edith Moulton so that we lose the issue about the mud and the dirty and the smell because I, in the winter, I don't take her there. I, last winter, my first winter here, I tried it once and thought never again. So I was having to just run her in my small yard and I'm west of market. So I'm just hoping that part of the budgeting and the planning is maintenance of the existing properties also. Great, yeah. well, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, yeah. And welcome to the community. Thank um, you. And uh, yeah, Mary, do you want to speak to that or? Uh, no, definitely something we, we it is part of the larger um, vision. You know, we got to look at what we have and make sure we're maintaining what we have and before we start building more. Great, thank you, Mary. All right, next up uh, looks like Clayton on the raised hand. Clayton, are you with us? All right, you appear unmuted. Clayton? All right, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try Clayton again in a, in a minute here. Um, we'll go next to Stephanie. Hello, I just wanted to make a couple more quick comments. Um, number one is that um, I have a small Yorkie who is very leash aggressive. 
So another reason why I enjoy the pop-up dog parks and regular dog parks is because he, when he's off the leash in an area that is uh, neutral, so not anywhere near our neighborhood, he is a completely different dog. And it's very um, great to be able to see him. It's, very, it's a wonderful experience to be able to see him socialize and be around other dogs without him feeling the need to protect me. So as I mentioned, our HOA had actually uh, had a meeting there and, and we were actually able to have a conversation which we typically can't have in passing because my dog is so least aggressive and protective. I just wanted to make that. And then my, my final point is that um, as a woman, as, as, a, as a young woman, I really appreciated the visibility of the Heritage Park because the Juanita Park and the other park, I think it's the one that's close to Fred Meyer and QFC, I think it's called Jasper Dog Park. Those are not so visible. So honestly, as a woman, because my fiance is usually at work most of the time, as a, as, as a single woman who wanted to take her dog out um, on her own, it felt a little bit like the Juanita Park and the um, Jasper Dog Park is a little too like non-visible, too desolate sometimes. Even when there's one or two people there, I felt a little bit insecure, even more so when there's like one person there or nobody there. So I really appreciated the visibility of the dog park in Heritage because it was open. So I felt safer there being alone with my dog. And then um, additionally, the Jasper Dog Park, um, the 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 small dog area is like slanted it's like a hill and I'm 35 years old and I struggle walking on that area um, so I can't imagine somebody who has a, a um, who is not as able-bodied or somebody who is older I can't imagine how, what they might what they must feel because I as a 35 year old woman I struggle to walk on the small dog area park part of Jasper dog park so those those are just the two points i wanted to make thank you again for your time yeah thank you stephanie really appreciate you uh presencing um elements of how dog parks even can help make kirkland a more safe inclusive and welcoming place um you spoke on some issues of safety and feeling not safe in certain parks and safer in others as well as kind of that in inclusivity piece around able-bodiedness and and things for us to consider um that also references back to some of the ADA accessibility of, of parks. So thank you for, for kind of adding in some additional pieces there. Um, I think we'll we'll try Clayton again. Um, see if we can get Clayton, um, Clayton back on the line. Hi, yeah, can you oh. hear me okay? Yeah, there you are, hey, welcome. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, hey, I just I, I just wanted to, I'll, I'll make it brief as I can, but I just wanna thank all of you so much for, for this. Uh, you made our summer, um, so much by the investment and the time in this program and the pop-up parks that came up. Um, we, I'm not going to restate everything that everyone said, but I would just say the sense of community, um, just it enhanced um, our lives so much, um, our family. We moved to Kirkland specifically to have a closer attachment to a community, which we've just fallen in love with here. And we wanted the walkability. I wanted to add this to all the other great comments that everyone has made. Um, we moved here to, to do less driving and we live in the downtown corridor area. And as we start seeing more and more residences going upwards, which we invite and enjoy, um, I think walkability is so important. And I just wanna add that as one element, which is why Heritage Park 
was such a huge joy for us. It's part of our walking norm with our dog and our dog was just confused that suddenly he was having the leash taken off of him at that point in time. So um, just the walkability aspect. And I think your very first person that made the comment about the cost, to, the cost of living, I think was just so important. Like as more and more things are being put up in the downtown corridor, very expensive to live. And a lot of people, we're fortunate to have a yard, but a lot of people don't. And to have that um, it, part of the walkable community in the Kirkland uh, area is just so important. So I will take a permanent dog park in any number of the places. Um, but if I was to be super greedy, please, please Heritage Park, smaller amount um, is fine. Um, I do think we need to have some place. The enforcement comment, um, which was balancing this was, was important, but you need a space first before you can enforce, not enforce first and then add a space. And I think that's important to allow the dog owners to, to responsibly have a space and then certainly uh, make sure that everyone's following the rules. So thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you, Clayton, for your comments. Sounds like you're recently new to Kirkland. So welcome. Glad um, that the summer was so enjoyable for you all. And I think I speak on behalf of all of our team here, you're very welcome. Glad to hear that that, that it was a success for you and your family. Um, I think we'll head back over to Sally Otten. Looks like Sally's back with another question, comment, Sally. Yeah, just one more thing. I guess that in some ways this kind of foots back. Again, I, I feel like I'm a minority here. We've got a lot of existing dog owners. I, I have been a dog owner until recently and love dogs, but I also realize that there's a balance that needs to be struck. And I think one of the things that um, has been disappointing when we talk about responsible dog ownership is, for example, um, now that the dog park, uh, the pop-up park is gone from Heritage Park, um, I go by Heritage Park daily multiple times because I live in that area. And I will tell you, there's a fair, a significant number of people who continue to use it as a off-leash dog park which puts back to the point I was talking about with when I mentioned to Lynn about um, in, asking about the enforcement issue, because um, I agree if, you know, unfortunately there are people that um, don't respect the rules. And now that it is back to a regular park, dogs are supposed to be on leash and people aren't. So we, we really, you know, I, I honestly believe there should be more dog parks. I mean, that's clearly what the community wants. But I think there needs to be respect paid to the rules that are in place. And there needs to be understand that if it is not an off-leash park, that people don't utilize it as such. Um, because I will tell you that happens in spades right now. Absolutely. And it's disappointing to see um, when we're trying to loosen up restrictions when we don't even adhere to the ones we have. So I think enforcement, I keep coming circling back, is an important element to this whole piece and people are being respectful of that. And um, I'm hope the city takes that into consideration when they move forward on some of these decisions. Yeah. Ellie, thank you so much for that. I just wanna say, I really appreciate your perspective and, and I'm really trying to consider that um, all the time. But what I really appreciate is that you were uh, able to articulate what I was trying to say earlier so much better than I could, uh, but also that other folks uh, in the community could hear what you're saying, because that is an interesting balance that we're trying to strike, and, and you really just articulated that very well. So thank you.
Okay, well, it looks like we've reached the end of our uh, raised hands and most of our questions. We definitely have a full comment list um, in the chat and in the Q&A. Um, as Mary referenced earlier, these will all be uh, saved and kind of cleaned up a little bit for our uh, report. We'll just, you know, kind of making sure that that's an efficient transmittal of all this great data. So thank you so much for taking the time and thoughtful questions, comments. Um, these are definitely things that our team will uh, consider and pass along with consultants for them to be integrating. Um, and so Mary, I think yeah. over to you to kind of talk about next steps. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this has just been really great. I, I just appreciate everyone's participation tonight and um, just the respectful dialogue that we've been able to have and gather people's feedback and hear different perspectives. Um, so as I've already shared, the good news is we are going to extend the Juanita Beach Dog Park um, through April um, so that we know uh, once we have a little better idea of what to do with that space um, as we get recommendations from the pros plan. And um, just know that your voice has, has had an impact on us. Um, and this is the kind of thing that happens when, when people uh, really provide great feedback. And I just wanted to show you that this, this logo here, this Play It Forward logo is our, our, um, our, our campaign, if you will, for the Pros Planet. And as you can see, this logo represents a, a whole diverse set of folks in the community. And I just wanted to show you that these, the, your, your dog ownership is represented here. So you are here and we hear you. So the next steps, um, just to stay involved with this, as David mentioned, we will be summarizing this. This, As I said, this um, meeting has been recorded and we're going to put that um, on the webpage. We're going to provide the results of the polling, um, the comments that we've received, and then this will all be also provided to leadership and the consultant, as we mentioned. And we, I really would encourage you all to stay involved in the pros plan process. So although this particular meeting is about uh, off-leash dog areas, um, there, our, our department uh, tries to provide for the community a whole host of things for parks and your park and recreation needs. And we really encourage you to stay a part of this process please visit our website at www.kirkmillaw.gov forward slash play it forward. Or you can even uh, email us at play it forward at kirkmillaw.gov. And we actually do have a community input line that people actually answer. Or you can leave a message and that number is 425-587-3315. And this is a dedicated community input line for the PROS plan. And then on our website, you'll have the opportunity to register for our, our listserv. So, um, yeah, that that concludes uh, the presentation and the conversation for this evening and really hope to hear from you and continue in the future and um, please reach out and let us know if you have any questions or further comments. All right, thanks everyone. Thank you all. Have a good evening.